I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today is going to be episode two or series two of our reoccurring theme we're going to have going in the offseason here. We are going to be doing a top 100 rankings. We've talked about it before. We want to give you guys elite level one top 100 players rankings for who we think during next season. Our top 100 rankings for that. So we're definitely going to be covering 90 through 81 in today's podcast. So, yeah, that's what we got on the docket for today. Give you guys some little short, good content. You know, maybe you guys can disagree, agree, hit us in the comments. It's going to be really interesting, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to you ready to cook it out with number 90? Yeah, just dive right into it. All right. Number 90 is Harrison Barnes. Small forward from the Sacramento Kings. Went to North Carolina. We used was on the Warriors team, 73-9. What do you think about Harrison Barnes heading next year? Harrison Barnes is a – I would think he was a, he's a pretty decent role player, especially on the championship team. He definitely can give you the spark you need. We've seen him yes. with the Warriors. Um, he's not really a starter-level player. I think that right now these teams are kind of in limbo. So he really yeah. needs to be like – I mean, you know, well, maybe on that team he can be a starter, but like – Normally, I would see him as probably coming off the bench and just being a spark because he can give you quick points. He can be that spark on mm-hmm. the bench. So I can see why we have him there. Yeah, this guy is uh, going to be 29 next season. So he's kind of entering like um, kind. he's already in his prime. And so we kind of already know what he is. He's a, a highly efficient three-point shooter. Doesn't bring much on the defensive end. Uh, is not like a pa- great passer or anything like that, but he's an efficient three-point shooter and can ISO out and score average anywhere from 19 to 16 points per game, which is what he added average last year. So this guy, this we all know what he is. Uh, has brings length to six foot eight. So yeah, he's a solid guy. You know, he does. He's deserving of 90. That's my take on uh Harrison Barnes. Do you have anything else to say about him? Nope. All right, number 89 is going to be Chris is one of his more favorite players. I know you talk about this guy a lot. You love him. P.J. Tucker is number 89 heading in next season. Chris, what do you think about P.J. Tucker, NBA champion? All righty, all righty. So, P.J. Tucker, I believe you know what you're getting with him. You know, he's going to be a solid 3 mm-hmm. and three D. He's going to be scrappy. He's going to want to guard. You're going to want to put him on, like, he's kind of like a taller 
version of Pat Bev in my eyes because he's just like really annoying. You know, like he'll get under mm-hmm. your skin like he was guarding Kevin Durant during the playoffs, kind of. I guess you could say guarding him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's normally guarding like the Attempting. start. He, he gets really like annoying. You know, he's like a Patrick yes. Beverly, so you know what you're getting out of him. Um, I think that you know this is rightfully so because I mean he earned his spot. And he's he's been playing at a pretty decent level, solid, solid, very consistent throughout. So. Yeah, I think he's like the little guy who could. Yeah, I think six foot five, like six foot five, small forward is pretty crazy, and they'll sometimes play him like small ball forward too. So he definitely he's thirty five, which is way older than he seems like he is. But he's been on a lot of teams. He doesn't average a lot of points by a lot. He like barely averages like three points per game. Um, but he gets rebounds. He plays great defense. He's a great role guy. Brings a lot of energy. High level. NBA championship level role guy, which we have proof to say that he is an NBA champion role guy because of what we saw last year. So yeah. this guy is high level, high level role guy, deserving of eighty nine. Do you have anything else on him? No. Nope. <laughs> All right, number eighty eight is going to be OG Ananobi. Now this guy's a small forward for the Toronto Raptors. Had a really nice season last year for them. All right, Chris, what do you think about him? Heading in the next season. key role guy, especially for the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he came. Didn't he? I believe he. Came, he said Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah, he's on the Toronto Raptors. Did he come from? I'm not. I hope I'm not too mistaken. Did he come from Portland by chance? No, he got drafted by the Raptors. He got drafted by the Raptors. Okay, I must be thinking of somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of three and D guys, role players, but he's one of those. You might guys. be thinking about Norman Powell. Yeah, yeah, Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of key three and D guys like OG Ananobi. I know that he was he's pretty key for the Portland Trailblazers, especially with his defensive uh, mindset. I know he's a pretty decent three point shooter as well. I'm not completely sure with the stats, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you got that. Yeah, I do, and um, his stats are impressive. Uh, you know, I think it, as Cleveland Cavaliers fans, we remember him really young and just not being able to score much. Last year, he averaged 15.9 points per game shooting 39.8% from the three-point line. So what we know about him defensively paired with an offensive increase is really nice to see for him. Um, he's six foot seven, so maybe next year if they, they draft a Scotty Barnes, maybe they want to put him at the shooting guard, and they're just going to have defensive monsters between OG, Scotty Barnes, and Pascal, even though it might be funny, OG might become like the most perimeter, offensively skilled guy in that group, which is weird. But his, his tr- he's trending upward. He's still on the younger side of things. He's he's literally only twenty three, so he's really young. Uh, so next year's gonna be twenty four. So six foot seven. He's he's a really good player. Um, I'm I'm happy for watching him. He's always been seemed like a really good team guy too. Doesn't like try to do too much and stand out too much. So yeah, that's what we have here at eighty seven. Do you have anything else about? I mean eighty eight. Do you have anything else about OG on Nobu? No B. Um, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah. All righty. So number 87 on the list here is a really great guard for the Los Angeles Clippers. He plays, went to Florida State. His name is Terrence Mann, which is a great last name. A lot of good jokes with that last name. So, yeah, Chris, what do you think about that? What do you think about Terrence Mann here at 87? I just know from what I've seen in the playoffs, and it was a wow 
that's that's what I have to say about Terrence Man. Wow, because I was not expecting it for him to mm-hmm. be so young and he had to, you know be able to step up to the plate so early. I mean, mm-hmm. even though he had to because of with all the injuries that were going around the league, especially with their star player Kawhi going down during the playoffs, he had to step up. He had to help and aid Paul George in order to lift them above the Jazz and even you know take the Suns to a pretty decent. I mean, lead the I mean to play the Suns in a pretty decent series. So is. Definitely a lot of potential there, um, high ceiling. So I'm, ex- mm-hmm. we can't wait to see what he, you know, with another year, what would have happened. Yeah, this guy had a really good season last year. His points aren't going to say that. He scored seven points. But when you're playing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and you're young, you're not going to put up a lot of points. Um, but he's definitely showed a great sense of athleticism. Uh, shot 41% from the three-point line, which is ridiculous. Um, eighty-three percent from the th- free throw line. Six foot five, phenomenal defender. Uh, Florida State does a great job teaching these guys how to defend. You know, he could he could develop into their just everyday starting two guard in, in the future. Maybe they just go Kawhi at the four. Um, that was sometime in the future, and <laughs> their uh, god killer Eric Bledsoe. Which a little bit, hey, if you guys want to talk about the trade about Eric Bledsoe, surprise, he's not on the list. So that tells you how good that trade was. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Terrence Mann might have an increased scoring role next year because he doesn't have to worry about Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo and yeah. you know, all that stuff. So yeah. All right, so that's who we have here at 87. Uh, another LA Clipper here at 86. Man, had a great playoff run. For real. Reggie Jackson, 86. Chris, what do you think about Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson came in, was drafted by the Oklahoma City Thunder, was part of that 2012 mm-hmm. um, Oklahoma City Thunder. And then went to the NBA, went to the, um, NBA Finals against the Miami, the Big Three Miami Heat and lost. Um, definitely mm-hmm. was one of those guys who were showing improvements. He went to the most of the Detroit Pistons got a little bit quiet there. They kind of tried to make him mm-hmm. um, their guy, and he wasn't. He's not really that type of player. But I think he definitely slid into the role perfectly for the Clippers. He's actually had a rejuvenated mm-hmm. career, so it's only. Yeah. I mean, he's still fairly young, so I think that you know he can only have more time and room to grow. I feel like this might be a perfect. Um, is he with the Clippers still? Where's he going? Yeah. Okay. Just he is sure. still with there's them. So many, mm-hmm. There's so many trades going on. I don't know who's where anymore. Um, but yeah, so I think this might be a good fit for him so far. Um, just You can just keep, in grow, keep growing and developing here. Yeah, I agree with you here. Even though his regular season numbers are 10 points a game, he averaged 20 in the Western Conference Finals uh, last year. So this guy was cooking. Uh, he is 30, so we're definitely witnessing a guy in his peak. Um, so, yeah, this guy is not a huge assist guy. Never has been, never really will be, uh, even though some flash in the pan statistically would disagree with that. But he's he's a really good, solid, all-around player of I can score, I can pass the ball, I'm a good point guard. He he fits next well next to the Reggie Jackson, Paul George. It seems to be a good culture fit there too, in my opinion. So this guy definitely is deserving where we have him. And mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, we have Reggie Jackson here at 86. Are you ready for 85? Yeah. Uh, this guy played some really key minutes for this team in the NBA championship. This guy was uh, 
This guy's a power forward, six foot ten, drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Bobby Portis, Chris. What do you think about mm-hmm. Bobby Portis? Bobby Portis? Um mm-hmm. just going off last season. Mm-hmm. He definitely needs to be paid. Um he's getting to the yeah. point. I mean, like I know he's on the older side for sure, but he's mm-hmm. he's only twenty five. 26 oh, next season. He just looks kind of old. It's just probably his face. <laughs> he does look old. He has a Greg Oden face, no cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just um he's he has run and growth because evidently he's young, even though he has the older face. Um mm-hmm. he definitely was very key in them winning, especially in mm-hmm. the Atlanta series, yes. because they were able, him and Brooke Lopez were able to able to play bigger against a smaller team with no, that doesn't that is lacking shot blocking ability. Yes, and just bodies in general, they're a very small team. So because of the how the because of their size advantage with the Milwaukee Bucks and how tall Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis, they were able to impose their will on that smaller team. And we've seen a little bit mm-hmm. of it in the Phoenix Suns game as well. So. As long as he just keeps doing that, you know, keeps trending upwards. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have the stats there. Keep trending upwards. Yeah. He deserves to be on his list. He might even move up our list eventually. Yeah, this is a really nice fit for them because as we kept on saying over and over again, they needed to get the center out of there so that Giannis could be the center. And they've kind of found a nice fit with Bobby Portis as the big with Giannis. So, yeah. Averaging 11 points per game last year, seven rebounds, uh, 1.1 assists, 74% from the free throw line, a ridiculous 47.1% from the three-point line. Um, That might be a little bit more of an aberration than anything else, but that's a ridiculous three-point percentage, so he's not a liability out there. You you can't shoot that high of a percentage be a liability. So, yeah, this guy brings good rebounding, phenomenal energy, right? He's mm-hmm. definitely one of those edge guys that's, you know, a part of a winning culture, a winning team. So this guy definitely brings a lot of positivity to the floor. And, yeah, I, I love the way he plays. I love the energy and the edge he plays with. So, yeah, Bobby Portis is deserving of 85. <clears throat> Are you ready to move it along here to 84, Chris? Yep. All right. We're going to go talk about a really unique player, a guy who is with used to be used to be sadly used to be with chris's favorite pseudo team basically the team not named the class the denver nuggets now he's with the detroit pistons jeremiah grant this guy six foot eight small forward went to the olympics really good player here what do you think about this guy he was definitely in terrible last year definitely definitely a a guy that you would want on your team. Um, mm-hmm. I like that he went to Detroit because I feel like he can make an impact there. I think he is making an impact there. Um, mm-hmm. he's been, he was a pretty decent defender. Um, not that bad with the three-point blue shooting percentage. I don't know the percentage off the top of my head. I'm not really a stats guy. It's Jason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, at least for the Nuggets, I definitely did see some a lot of things that I liked about him. Um, he was mm-hmm. very, you know, he came off the bench and was – energetic he took you know he was that athlete he was he was the younger more athletic you know substitute for Paul Millsap when he went out so definitely some good things there Mm -hmm. yeah he he had a great stat line last year he jumped from 12 points with the Nuggets to 22.3 with Detroit Pistons Uh, really good defender I completely agree with you there shooting 35% for the three-point line 
Um, yeah, for free throw lines, 85%. He's getting 4.6 re- rebounds. So this guy's a great defender, offers good athleticism, showed flashes last year of being created off the dribble and ISO scoring and all that type of stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see with Cade Cunningham, is he going to slack off the scoring-wise to back to used to be with Denver Nuggets, or is he going to stay near 20? And so hopefully he does because I like to see, you know, good players get better and improve over time. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he's going to become. But uh, it's really, really good to look what it's looking like right now. Yeah. Are you ready to hit the, the hit the number 83? Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about a man that is with the Lakers right now. A man that was drafted right behind LeBron James. Carmelo Anthony wow. is here at 83. Chris, what do you think about Melo? Melo is definitely one of the most prolific scorers in NBA history. Um, that's just mm-hmm. generally. Um, he had, speaking of just now, not going backwards, he had a great mm-hmm. season with the Portland Joe players. You know, a better season than, mm-hmm. you know, he came off the bench, he slid into his role there, and they would have given them key buckets off the bench that they needed. They, they even mm-hmm. deferred to him at some points in the cl- during the clutch, even though you have Dame Lillard. That's still, you know, that's a boost in confidence for him, especially at this late in the game, because he's what him mm-hmm. and LeBron are the only two people left from his class. So he's close to re- he's closer to retiring than LeBron is in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like this is definitely going to be his year. He's definitely probably going to, you know, go up a little bit in his stats does the in order to match LeBron's intensity because LeBron makes everybody mm-hmm. around him better. These are the first time they're going to play together besides in the Olympics. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the stage. So, yeah, I'm very excited to see what happens. Yeah, he had a really good season, especially statistically last year. He shot 40% from the three-point line, uh, 13.4 points per game, chilling with 3.1 rebounds. That's That's pretty good. Um, yeah. he is really good shooting, really good scoring, still has the mid range game. Uh, so yeah, he also has his size, which allows teams to put him at the four defensively, which really fits. Um, so yeah, he, he makes a lot of sense off the bench. He's a very lethal offensive threat still because his skill, he never had a game of a guy that was highly athletic anyway. Mm-hmm. So he's aging very well. So it's it's nice to see that he's going to be 37 next year. I really think he's going to be a key role player for the Cleveland Cavaliers next season. Do you have anything Los else you want to say Lakers. about? Yes, the Los Angeles Lakers next season. Do you have anything else you want to say about a Hall of, future Hall of Famer? Nah. <laughs> I think it's pretty much sums it up. Uh, all so we're going to kick it to number 82. One of my more favorite players. person I predicted win sixth man of the year next year. Jordan Poole. Mm, okay. Jordan Poole definitely, uh, I think, is a six-man off the bench right now for the Warriors. Definitely showing flashes of being a great six-man of the year. Um, I know that he was playing at a pretty decent high level. Um, not too bad of a shooter. Um, pretty underrated, actually, because he should have kind of, I mean, well, in your eyes, he should have won it this year, so. Um, I haven't really watched too much, so I'm going to kick it off to Jason. Yeah, um, he was chilling. Statistically, it wasn't like an otherworldly year. It was 12 points per game, 89% from the free throw line, uh, two assists, 35% from the three-point line. So what he showed me last year is making me so hyped about him is that 
He has the ability to create off the dribble. Um, his three-point range is deepening a little bit. He's also doing the Steph Curry off-the-ball movements, which is really rare for somebody that young to be developing that. But it's definitely something he's coming in using. So uh, when Steph Curry comes off the bench, he could literally run that system, which I don't think they've ever had somebody coming off the bench before that could run what Steph Curry runs. So he's going to be integral for that team next year. Um, So, yeah, I I love this guy. I really really think he's going to have a great season next year. His nickname literally is the microwave. I feel like that's fitting. Six foot four, so he also has a height advantage at the point guard position. So, yeah, I, I definitely have high hopes for this guy. Do you have anything else you want to say about Jordan Poole? All right. So we're going to kick it to the last player on the list for today, Joe Ingles, number 81. This guy's been in the NBA for a long time, has his role defined for a long time. Chris, what do you think about Joe Ingles? Joe Ingles, he's pretty much been the same, pretty consistent, solid player throughout his career um, with the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that he can, you know, get it have his games where he sparks up and he's like dropping threes left and right and just mm-hmm. taking to the hole and being a real integral part of the offense for the Utah Jazz. Um, Utah Jazz is just one of those teams where it's just, they have the pieces, but they're still missing something. Um, so, I mean, I don't, he's not like he's going to take a jump or anything like that. Donna, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how much more of a jump Donovan Mitchell can take, but uh Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he's uh averaging twelve point one points, four point seven assists, which is pretty nice. More than you would think. Uh not a great defender, never has been. Shooting eighty four percent from the free throw line, shooting forty five percent from the three point line, which is absolutely ridiculous. This guy has a defined role here. Oh, he's also thirty three, so he's he's definitely at the end of his prime. Uh things are definitely gonna go go downhill slowly for him now. Uh so yeah, he's great three point shooter, great spacer. Uh, off the ball guy doesn't make bad decisions. Doesn't make, doesn't try to score forty points a game. Even though he doesn't have that skill, you know, and he plays with himself, plays winning basketball. So yeah, Joe Ingles here makes a lot of sense. Do you have anything else you want to say about Joe Ingles? No. All right, so this is going to be end of part two of this podcast. Went over from our ninety to eighty one. Next part is going to cover eighty to seventy one of who our rankings are for our top 100 rankings. And I want to thank you guys all for listening. You guys can check us out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. We're all on all those platforms. Hit that download the button, please, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. I hope you hear you guys listen to our podcast coming up and interact with you guys later. So yeah, Chris. So yeah, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Mohamed. All right. And we are the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 